All right, hello, and welcome to another episode of Book Faces Live, the show where we talk to the faces behind your books. I'm Nathan Van Coops. I'm your host. And today I am thrilled to be bringing you an interview with the one and only James Blatch from uh, Self Publishing Formula. Welcome to the show, James. Hey, Nathan, that's a very smooth introduction. You should, you're, you need a, like a nighttime DJ slot inside my well, station. Coming from you, that's a big compliment because you know, you know, you know your way around a microphone. You just imagine you saying this is going out to all you truckers out there. <laughs> you know, I watched. Uh, I recently watched Smokey and the Bandit again recently. So did just, I. Yeah, and it, it's just such a cool way to communicate. I made, made me miss CB radios. So we had one when yeah. I was a kid. So I watched yeah. it as well, and then in the UK, I just noticed they're using the song in a an advert being rebooted. So um, yeah. yeah, that was yeah. great. Movie. It, yeah, it CB was, talk yeah. is the coolest talk there is. Well, I guess you know without us immediately straying onto aviation. I think radio transmission talk from aircraft is also pretty good. Yeah, and it's, it's a very polite way to communicate. It's just like its own little society on the airwaves, which I think is fantastic. Um, speaking of sound waves, we should probably, and waves in general, we should explain where you are, because for those yeah. of us who are li- those listening to the podcast are probably thinking, what on earth is James doing in the background there? And, so this, uh, is a, this is Sam's town. I'll try and show around. But nothing you see here is real, of course, because we're in Las Vegas. So every tree has been made at great expense to the environment. Yeah. I'll put it in here. But there's a fountain in there somewhere. You can hear. It is loud, the fountain. But yeah. if I go anywhere else, it's the sound of slot machines. <laughs> so I figured this was some. This was better. But it's actually a very nice uh, place. Sam's town is not one of the more famous hotels, I don't think. Right. Yeah. It's really on my radar. It's not on the strip. Right. huge and actually quite relaxed so yeah well it looks like you had a nice lovely sunny spot there indoor indoor sunshine which yeah that's probably fake <laughs> they pump in the weather don't they so that's what they make with all that slot, slot machine money it's just, they, just oh, yeah. they do what they want with it so yeah you are in las vegas and i understand you are presenting at the 20 books to 50k conference yeah, so this is the um, brainchild of Michael Andale a few years ago, and now the conference is run um, by Craig. And the idea is, people might know the idea, the concept is that Michael worked out what he would need to retire. And he worked out that if he had one book that did $7.50 a day, and he had multiplied that by 20, he had 20 books, that was $50,000 a year, just over $50,000 a year. And that was enough for him to live in retirement in some community mm-hmm. in uh, near here, I think, somewhere in the, in the heat. Yeah. And, and so he, he started this this very focused process, teaching authors how to write their books, get 20 books, at least there, marketing them, and then live off the proceeds. And he's had, a bit like SPF as well, we're blessed with having some great success stories that they have here as well. And uh, mm-hmm. this is a, a very energized kind of place, and lots of people are very determined to make this uh, work. And we should say that, that Michael has gone on to make um, exponentially more than $50,000. <laughs> Michael now makes $100,000 a month uh, yeah. plus. So, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's leading the way there. He, taught, he, he definitely walks the walk as well yeah. as talks the talk. Yeah, which is fantastic. And um, I understand you're going to be presenting to this group and sort of talking a little bit about Facebook Live and uh, just live video and, and why authors should be using it. Is that correct? Yeah, I don't need to tell you about my <laughs> Here we are, you're using it really well. Um, and it's one of those things that uh, slightly people are trepidatious, I think, about 
using live video and appearing there themselves, but it's really easy. I've demonstrated this to you guys in, in Nink. Mm-hmm. It's very simple to use some of the new platforms. They look incredibly professional. They look like a little news broadcast with captions coming up, and people are surprised at how easy it is to do it. Yeah. And it's a really key way of engaging your audience, of being one-on-one with people, um, looking them in the eye, which is the next best thing, really, to standing next to somebody and having a conversation. And that engenders somebody to you, right? It makes them feel like they're part of your community, mm-hmm. turns them from a reader to a fan, from a fan to a super fan. There's a few rules to follow about being regular about it, about the type of content you use, and that's the sort of thing I'm going to go through in the presentation. But, I, you know, I'm a big advocate of video. I've lived and worked in video mm-hmm. since the 1990s, and uh, I see the power of it when it's done well. It's that engagement which you don't get through an email or many other forms of communication. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I know you guys have transitioned a lot. We should say, I mean, yeah, you've been a former BBC reporter. You've been around... You know, audio for a long time. I would say you are the the voice of the SPF podcast. Um, I mean, Mark Dawson is you know, of course, the, sort of the name and the brand behind the the self publishing formula. But you are the voice that we hear uh, every week and and interact with. So when we have now this opportunity to now engage with you on video, it does make that connection so much more personal. And like like right now. I feel like I've got a little glimpse into your world. You know, you're you're in Las Vegas. We're getting to see this beautiful environment. It's such a more personal connection, and um, you know, yeah. even though we're listening to fountain noise, like we feel like we're there. We're yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope it's not too overwhelming. I mean, I could probably pick up the laptop and move if you think no, it's a bit. No, no, no. I think I think it's fine. It's it's ambiance, yeah. right? It's like, yeah, it's like no, I, exactly. I completely agree. And you know, people come up to me at the conference, which is really nice. And occasionally they hear my voice. Mm-hmm. in the lift and they say, oh my God, you're doing that. I really love the podcast. And yeah. you know, it's lovely to have the conversation. I love meeting people. I met some really interesting people this week. But you know, having had that conversation with you in person, mm-hmm. there's a step up in their loyalty to you. Yeah. They've met you now and they're a little bit more invested in who you are, what you do, and mm-hmm. the podcast. Well, you can do that through live video. And that's not quite the same as standing next to somebody and the conversation. That's, that's number one. But unless you hang about in bookshops, costing people who look like they might be into your genre, which is not going to last for a you know, healthy career for you. Yeah. Uh, live video is a way of looking people in the eye and being personable and getting their questions up and saying, yeah, well, that's why this character did that. And, and, you know, a lot of people use this type of technique to write their books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So people, Garrett Robinson, who lives up in um, Portland, he uses live video to get the ideas for his next book. His readers tell him where the characters are going to go and what they want to see him do. And then he writes the book live in front of them, which is yeah, It is. It's, it's uh, really putting himself out there and, and being vulnerable, which I think there is a certain vulnerability to, to showing yourself live um, with all of your potential errors and things you might make in a live scenario. But it, it adds to the, to the fun. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, we do have a couple of people watching live, and if people are watching live, feel free to say hello, um, drop comments if you have questions for James, happy to answer them, happy to, to relay them to him so that uh, if you have questions about um, the live video or just you know advertising for authors as we get into this, this conversation, feel free to, to drop your uh, comments in as well. Um, so yeah, we... we should talk about like like I said. You, I, first off, I wanted to say that I really appreciate the role that you play in SPF. Before we get too much into the course stuff, um, 
you are the one just starting out uh, as per the, yeah. the, the intro. And um, I think that your role as sort of the everyman author is, is a great role to, to be in, in your, you know, your courses and your, you offer something that is just ahead of where people are just starting out. Like, you know, a lot about the industry, obviously you've been around it. You've been writing your book for a while. You've been in the publishing industry. Obviously you, you work this course inside and out, but I think it's really fantastic. The role that you've taken on in, in sort of um, opening the door for people and saying, you know, come on in. It's, it's not that bad in here. Yeah. Well, thank you, Nate. It's really kind. Um, yeah, I think it definitely helps the interview process because when I'm doing yeah. our podcast interviews, I'm asking the questions that a new author needs to know. And I ask questions mm-hmm. that Mark knows the answer to mm-hmm. because it's in, innate to him. You know, he knows his stuff inside out and a very advanced level, but I don't know. And I yeah. also, sometimes even if I do know, I ask a question because I know that there's thousands of people Mm-hmm. who are at the same place as me and, and hearing that you know, there's no harm in saying I don't understand what you mean by that mm-hmm. which I do sometimes say in interviews uh, so yeah. it's all, you know, most of it's genuine so occasionally I'll ask a question because I think that you don't want the interview to get too ahead of people most of the time it's completely genuine it's mm-hmm. me working out how to navigate this world in the last 12 months like the last 6 months has been particularly focused on, on me working out how to finish my book which is something um, which is really very personal to me, very important to me, and it's been. I'm amazed by how much interest there is in that. Not in me writing a book, everyone's writing a book. It's the process I'm going through, what mm-hmm. I'm understanding. And so many people said to me, "I know exactly what you mean." And I yeah. said at certain points, "This is becoming overwhelming for me. I don't know what to do anymore. I don't feel I want to write because I don't know where I'm going." And that's really triggered um, a lot of empathy from other people, and then. Having seen me try to navigate my way out of it, I think mm. it's, use, it's useful. But it's all just me doing it for real. But it's not um, put on. So. The fact that you're doing it publicly is a huge service because I have to again thank you personally for your role in this. There was a episode that you had recently where it was the top ten tools for authors that you know Mark had sent out a, uh, a message and had everyone take a poll and rate their service their must have services. And you listed you know, the top 10 things, but one of the things that you particularly mentioned was a uh, sort of honorable mention was uh, Novel Factory, which yeah. you know, I had never heard of before, but you had mentioned that this was something that was really helpful to you, and I said, oh, that was, that was the only one I hadn't already heard of on that whole list. Uh, the top 10 I already had, and I'm like, all right, I got all this. But that one, I went and researched, and it just changed everything for me. And I thought, this is exactly what I was looking for, um, just sort of yeah. a, a structure to, to use. Yeah, it, and it's amazing when, when you have something that's so easy to use that tells you the stages to go through in the plotting, how that helps the plotting process. It, mm-hmm. it triggers the next step thoughts for you. So you don't skip the important bits of, of motivation and why something happens. And, and yeah. there's a whole section on practice. And, a really helpful thing from Novel Factory for me was the characters tab. Mm-hmm. Where I researched the internet and I found photographs of people who roughly matched the idea of the character I had in my mind. And just the act of giving faces yeah. to those characters to me was a tremendous help in the writing yeah. um, process. So yeah, no, I've, I I really found Novel Factory was, uh, was a big part of getting to where I am now in terms of structure. You can do a lot of this on a blank word sheet, mm-hmm. right? Like sure. Word. 
all within Scrivener, you can that novel factor just makes it very uh, easy and I think enhances the process. But I don't know who, I mean, I've never spoken to the guy who runs it. I yeah. think he's in Scotland, but I'm not sure. Oh, interesting. But I perhaps reach out to him one day and have a chat with him. But he's, uh, you know, he's just one of the many people in this this area who's seen a need for something and got some skills mm-hmm. to make that happen, and it's it's cheap. I think. Yeah. And yeah, it's not bad. I actually just recently, just this week, upgraded to uh, the middle account just because I wanted to do unlimited amount of novels at the same time because I'm fractured like that. And yeah, I knew I could just take this formula and copy it into Scrivener and, and do all this stuff in Scrivener or in Word, like you said. It's perfectly possible. But just not having to, if I could just click a button and have it all there, was yeah. worth it. Worth the extra a few bucks a month or whatever. And um, for me, it was I would always get excited about outlining. I would outline a little bit. I would get enough of a roadmap to know where I was going, and then I would get too excited and start writing before I finish the rest of the work, the rest of the planning. And Novel Factory is great because it reminds you, hey, there's still all these unchecked boxes of things that you were supposed to do in the planning stage before you started writing. And um, so that was just something that I I picked up from you personally. Again, I wanted to say thank you for, like I said, your your role of of the author is is something that we really connect to. And uh, But we should probably... Um, chat. I mean, obviously, self-publishing formula for those who are not aware is a is a wonderful podcast. If you haven't already started listening to it, um, I would definitely recommend checking it out. You know, weekly, you're very consistent. Your weekly episodes, great content, great interviews. Um, and I understand you're you're looking to do some changes with the podcast. Yeah, so we're just going to give it a refresh and relaunch it. So that I think it's December the 14th is going to be the first episode to be our 150th episode. It'll probably be a book lab edition where we, we critique someone's um, entry from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Get the experts before over the good episodes, those ones. And, um, yeah, you know, we put everything together very quickly in a very short space of time in 2015, 2016. And so um, it's time to give it a refresh. We've got... Now, I don't know how well-known fun-loving criminals are mm. in America. Have you heard of the fun-loving criminals? I have, yeah. Okay. So I, I think they were much bigger in the UK than they were in the States, but people have heard of them. So the guy who's the lead singer and the writer uh, is Huey Morgan. He's a very distinctive guy um, from the videos and a very distinctive voice. And he's actually done the voiceover. So we went into the studio with him in London um, and got some music and it's been professionally mixed by somebody so it's going to be, um, I can exclusively reveal, it's going to be called the self-publishing show, um, which okay. just takes takes it a bit broader than just a podcast, so you have mm-hmm. a lot of YouTube uh, viewers as well, and people pick it up through various channels, it goes on Facebook Live every week, so yeah. it's going to be the self-publishing show. And of course, especially those Book Lab episodes are great in video, because you can actually see the covers they're talking about and such, that's kind of a good opportunity yeah. to switch to video for those episodes. But... Um, your book labs, of course, you, you've got Stuart Bache and some other uh, talented folks who come in. Uh, Brian Cohn has come in. But these folks have also been a big part of your course, of the actual uh, self-publishing 101 course. Um, can you just sort of, for people who aren't familiar, could you give a, a rundown of sort of the different courses that you guys offer? Yeah. So there are, first of all, there's a couple of free courses which are good places to start for people. So there's a list-building course using Facebook ads. And if you just go to selfpublishingformula.com forward slash courses, you get a list of all the books. So that's free. It's like a three-part, but quite instructional, quite detailed um, entry level into the world using paid Facebook ads to drive traffic to your mailing list. Yeah. We're about to add a 
second free port on AMS apps, doing um, entry-level AMS apps to drive uh, sales to your book on Amazon. And then we have three paid courses, and two are like big premium courses. So one is called Self-Publishing 101, and it's it's a grandfather of the course, I mean, it's huge. Yeah. It's like 25 hours, I think, now of material. Mm-hmm. But completely compartmentalized with a big tech library, so it's not like you sit there for 25 hours. You, you, you pick the bits you want to learn, and then you'll learn theory, mm-hmm. the approach to why you're doing things for Mark, and then you go to a tech library or how to do things, which typically me or John will, will do. And the, the point about this course is it's not just to say you need a, a website, here's how to set up a website, you need a mailing list, here's how to set up a mailing list. It's much more about the very best way to do that, the optimal way to do that, finding in the margins where you're going to make a profit to build the perfect uh, author platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do that all the way through so that by the end of that course, you should have an effective, profitable indie author platform. The next course then, and that's priced at about 500 bucks, so it's not a, it's not insignificant, but it's a, a lot of time, effort, and expertise has gone into it. So, for instance, the Pernod writing, well, Brian Cohen is one of the best Pernod writers in the world, and mm-hmm. he does a session on how to construct uh, good blurb for you, and we have Stuart and other people, as you mentioned, doing those expert sessions. Yeah. The next course is called Advertising for Authors, and actually that launches, we launch it twice, we open these courses twice a year. And that launches at 2 p.m. Uh, local time here. It's now 11.17, so it launches shortly for a couple of weeks. 101 will open in uh, the spring next year. Okay. Uh, as for, so as for authors is more advanced. We normally say to people, you probably need two or three books out at this stage on your bookshelf. Okay, you can, it doesn't matter whether you're in wide or um, exclusive. And this is really drilling down into how to make Facebook paid ads work for you to both build your mailing list and drive sales. Uh, AMS is now a huge part of that as well. It also includes YouTube, and I can talk a little bit about YouTube because we've got changing advice on that. Mm. Um, Pinterest, we're adding Instagram ads for authors this time around, and then there's a whole bunch of other courses. So everything you need to know to uh, to run the kind of more professional side of it, up your game. And that's the course, Nathan. That's the one where I meet people like Shane Silvers, who we met in this um, at Link. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I. And this is a guy who literally made $56 the month before he took the course, and within three months was making $10,000 a month, and is now doing close to six figures, cut to think to six figures a month. So he's a million dollar a year author on mm-hmm. the back of that course, and that changed. Yeah. And he said to us in Florida, it changed my life. So I'm, you know, I'm not taking, I'm talking about this wax look because this is Mark's genius, not mine. I make it happen that he's the guy who knows where, uh, where to be effective. And mm-hmm. you can't guess this stuff. Facebook ads is a complicated platform. It is. So we all the time, I went in there and I ran an ad and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not as simple as that. And yeah. um, you're going to make a lot of mistakes and spend a lot of money learning what Mark knows. So that's why the course has been useful. Mm-hmm. What is your recommend? I know, like you said, there's a couple different levels of courses that you offer. Um, where do you say people should be in their author career? For example, your Ads for Authors opens today, but where should people be at their career before they jump into this? Where do you recommend um, they, so they jump So, first of all, for self-publishing 101, we intended the course to pick up after you've written the words at the end, mm-hmm. at the end of your completed draft. So this is your edited draft. We don't cover editing. We don't cover writing draft. You've done your book, you've had it edited, you're happy with it, now it's time to publish it. That's where mm. that course takes over. Mm-hmm. My advice to people is when you're getting towards the end, when you're 
those last few rounds of edits, that's the time you really want to be doing, of course, because it takes a while to set up your domain name, the website, and your mailing list, and having that infrastructure in place. And you really want to have that all ready to go at the time of launching and publishing your book. Yeah. So the last couple of months of, of the writing process. Mm -hmm. Ads for authors, it's really up to the individual how much they want to know in advance of when they're actually going to need to implement it. When you're going to need to implement it, it's I think when you've got your second book probably published and you're coming towards your third book. That's okay. a good time for ads for authors. Up until that point, I think one or more will see you um, into those early days of, of this building. Ads is the one that takes a lot of the matter. But mm -hmm. some people, you know, they... Maria Pinheiro, who writes under Maria Lewis uh, in New Orleans, she did 101, worked out that she wanted to uh, quickfire her first three books, you know, romance books, and she took ads and authors ahead of time, so she had everything in place, and she immediately became a five-figure in author. Yeah. And she, she immediately did brilliantly. Um, so that's how she planned it. For other people, you might want to wait a little bit. And that's something that obviously the crowd you're hanging out with right now, the 20 books to 50K folks are big fans of the rapid write quickly release in short order kind of strategy, which has been very effective lately um, for authors and sort of skyrocketing you into visibility. Um, yeah, the, man the mantra here is nothing sells your next book like your last book. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that it's, it's very accurate because when you add on another book, it doesn't just double your, your sales, it, usually it's some sort of exponential amount, like, and the more you have in the series, you, know, you would think that you have, you add, like for me anyway, I added my fourth book, I thought, oh, well, this will add a quarter of my income, well, you know, it'll go up by a quarter, but it doesn't, it goes, it doubles, you know, it's, it's, it's exponential that way, and then if you can leverage that, of course, with, with authors, you know, advertising, um, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Um, one of the thing, one of the questions I think a lot of people ask these days when it comes to advertising is, you know, is Facebook still um, the most effective, or are you seeing uh, sort of AMS or BookBub kind of take the forefront? Where, are you, what's your uh, analysis of the current landscape? Yeah, I mean, this is definitely more Mark than me, but I'm obviously close to Mark and, and watching what he's doing, and I've mm -hmm. I've really seen. I said to him a little while ago, you know, do you think AMS is now more important than Facebook? And he sort of sucks to speak a bit on that. It's close. So yeah. I would say AMS is as big a part of Mark's income and of, uh, of these authors who are making money, their income, as big a part as Facebook ads. But you can't take Facebook ads away. It's still an absolutely crucial part mm -hmm. of a lot of people's income. And Shane Silvers and Mark and others mm -hmm. uh, will tell you that. But AMS ads has come from nowhere. You know, 18 months ago, whenever it was, two years ago, it, it was probably less than two years. It's changing, the platform's changing now, so we're currently rewriting the AMS module, so updated advice, there's a new platform available for people, but it's quite complicated to get to it in America, easier in the UK, but that's yeah. a Amazon thing. Um, so yeah, and BookBub ads, BookBub ads is not in itself going to sustain your, I can quit my job type income, um, but it's definitely building up on that front. But AMS and Facebook ads are peers, I would say now. Yeah, and I know we, we've talked a lot with the the book bug folk, folks at Nink, and I'm sure that they may be at uh, Twenty Books as well. And I know that they're really trying to build BookBub up as almost like a Goodreads uh, place where people just come to find out about books and learn about books and recommend books to each other, etc. Um, I know they're definitely on the move with the way they're growing their platform. 
so I wouldn't be surprised if their ads platform matures as well. Um, but yeah, I think that that's um, that's good advice for people to just sort of have a, have an idea of wh- where are the the big players and um, and you you said you had a little bit of news about the YouTube ads. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, I did the YouTube ads for Walker's uh, module, and I really enjoyed it because I got my hands on Mark's back catalogue and uh, my forthcoming book, which is forthcoming then and is forthcoming now. Yeah. Um, and I was able to use those. I got video adverts created. I worked out. I did a lot of research and took my courses myself and practiced a lot. I spent about fifteen hundred pounds, about two thousand dollars, getting it wrong before mm-hmm. we got it right. And we worked out this format that would work for Walker's, and it's mm-hmm. quite marginal. It was definitely in the margins. You had to get exactly uh, your call to actions in the right place, and you had to um, get the timing right. And that way, it would be a good list building. So, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't necessarily drive sales, but it would be useful. And you could buy emails for 30, 40 cents, something like that. But it was close. To, yeah, it wasn't going to work for all genres. So it was a slightly more marginal, nothing like this mainstream as Facebook ads. Well, in the last year, YouTube have made a whole host of changes that's ruined all of that. So, I mean, they've obviously got their eyes on, I think, big corporate spenders, and they've made it much more difficult for SMEs and one-man bands to make a profit on YouTube. Mm. First thing to say is, if you've got a higher price product, so if you're selling something that's $100, it can work for you, and we're selling online courses, as I said, one-on-one is $500. So it works for us, and we do get... Uh, I, you know, I run an ad every day on YouTube. But for authors, our advice now is it, it's just not possible. And I won't bore you with the details. I've got a long post into the Facebook group explaining yeah. um, why that's changed. But that doesn't mean that YouTube isn't a fantastic place to engage your audience and to have a presence and to build. And it's not being used by many authors at the moment. A few are up and coming on it. So we're shifting our focus to using YouTube organically and using it for reader engagement. Turn those readers into fans and fans into super fans. Yeah. I still yeah. think Facebook Live is probably the number one platform for authors. But if you're if you're non-fiction or if you're a very specific opinionated kind of fiction, quirky politics or something like that, YouTube yeah. can be fantastic. Okay, that's good to know. We Without should spend money on ads. We should just touch on too while we're talking about Facebook and the ads course. Uh, personally, I think one of the the biggest advantages to being involved in this particular course is access to the Facebook groups that you guys provide, uh, because you do do long posts and explaining things that are current and up to date in the Facebook group. So, can you talk a little bit about the various uh, communities that you have built around this course on Facebook? Yeah. So, when you we have a, a wide um, SPF group called SPF Community on Facebook, um, I think it's probably exactly. It might be called SPF Secret Group, but either way, you'll find it if you, you search for that. Anyone can join that who's writing, and obviously there's usual rules. Yeah. But once you buy into a course, once you're an enrolled student, of course, you go into a very special select group of only people who are in that particular course, so one-on-one. And I haven't mentioned yet, but we also have a cover design course, a lower price option, but something to help people do their own covers, or mm-hmm. to understand how covers are put together so they can get their brief right for the rest yeah. of them. And that's yeah. for authors. And they're powerful groups right those because you've got a smaller audience doing the same sort of thing. And they're incredibly helpful communities. And you're a great voice in those groups, Nathan. We rely on people like you. And you know, I could name you half a dozen people at the top of my head mm-hmm. who are the first to respond to somebody who says, why is my Facebook ad not working? Mm-hmm. They'll come 
been and so what the research work is A, B, and C. Yeah. Uh, it's also useful for people saying, this is the copy I'm going to use in my Facebook ad, what do you think of it? And you'll get good criticism um, yeah. to the point. Uh, most people are quite good at taking that. Mm-hmm. Um, and cover design, you'll get you know, criticism on your cover. So they, and the people do say the Facebook group is, it's been worth it in its own right for some people. It's been worth yeah. a lot of learning. And that's what we always intended it to be. It's gone amazingly well. Yeah, it's sort of, it's almost like a, a roundtable discussion constantly going on, and, and it's one of those things that the, the more people succeed, the higher the level of conversation gets to. I mean, some people are asking very intelligent questions about things that you may not even have thought of sometimes. Um, I know I'm, I'm friends with Alan Jenny. He posts in there a lot. He's um, a successful author that, that I communicate with frequently, but I love his questions. I'll, I'll, I'll follow his posts just because like. I know that this is going to get me something useful. I know I know where he is. We're kind of parallel points in our careers. And in that community, you can find that. You can find other authors who are at similar levels to you, dealing with the same issues, maybe connect with them, um, reach out to them, of course, in the group, but also privately. And uh, it's, a, yeah. it's a wonderful way to grow your connection. And it, this world's changing. You know, the yeah. YouTube I just des- described. I mean, that, the last change that YouTube make, made was to stop people under a certain criteria. They introduced criteria for uploading custom audiences, to upload your own audience. This is, you know, on any advertising platform on social media, it's a really important thing yeah. to use your audience, either to exclude them from your ads so you're not wasting money, mm-hmm. or to make look-alike lists based on the people who like your books. Yeah. Well, you know, suddenly on Wednesday, literally last week, our ads weren't running. I spoke to the rep and said, oh yeah, you, you needed to spend $50,000 Oh wow! Able to use custom audience. Well, we spent thirty-five thousand with them, which I thought would be enough. But, yeah. So things change, and our courses, best one in the world. However quick I am at updating things and changing it, I can't do it that afternoon. Mm-hmm. But do you know what can Facebook group can do that that afternoon? Yeah. And you get you know people like you and, and Tim Heath and all sorts of people posting straight away saying, "Uh oh, some changes here. This is what I suggest you do." Yeah. And that live dynamic environment. The people who are looking at their dashboard every day and planning their next move—that's hugely important. It's a fast, you know. And you, some people complain about it. Everything changes, but there aren't many industries that aren't like this now. But our industry, because it's all online, is particularly uh, vulnerable to that kind of change. Yeah, and it's one of those things that when you do freak out about something, like you can go there first, real quick, and check yeah. and be like, "Oh, well, Alan posted about this earlier this morning. I think Alan's watching. I see Alan." Um, Excellent. <laughs> he says that is not what I assumed James looked like. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> not um, my best angle. That's better, isn't it? I can't hold this up like this. <laughs> uh, getting yeah, getting the, this special tour. Yeah. And this is one of those things for people who are watching um, the replay and uh, or catching up with this video later on. I want people to know that I, I do um, recommend this course. This is a course that I have personally purchased and have recommended uh, before because I'm, I'm in it. I mean, both the, I've bought the one-on-one course too and the advertising course, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't come out and say, hey, this is a, a great value if I didn't already know that it was. So um, I can, you. you get, I have my little handy little pin I got out that you hooked me up with yeah. it at Nink, which is fantastic. Um, Alan says, way better, now you look like Daniel Craig, is what he said. So, I'll go with that. Yeah. Name's Blatch. <laughs> Uh, which is fantastic. So um, I've, got a, I've got my special T-shirt for tomorrow for my presentation, which says, "If I was flying, Goose would still be alive." <laughs> I, that, I love it. I love it. Um, 
one of my buddies has a good good uh, Top Gun shirt. It's just a bunch of rubber duckies, and it's just duck, 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 and then there's a picture of Goose from from Top Gun, <laughs> which I think is which is great. But but uh, anyway, we've blazed through half an hour uh, relatively quickly, as I knew we would. There's always there's so much more we could dive into, of course, on this course and you and your background. And uh, but I definitely recommend people check out Self Publishing Formula podcast, and of course. Uh, where can people find more information about this course if they're they're ready to jump into it? So at School Authors, which opens, as I say, in a couple of hours, you can go to this URL, selfpublishingformula.com forward slash ad for ads for authors. Okay. And for is spelt with letters, not like gangster <laughs> for. Uh, yeah. ads for authors. But if you just go to selfpublishingformula.com, pretty much everything we've talked about is there. So you'll find there'll be a drop down for the courses. There'll be a sign up. Uh, box at the front there just to get on our mailing list and start um, getting the information every week. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think Facebook groups probably a, a link to them there as well. So hopefully that's a one stop shop for everything. Yeah. And the, the 101 course, you know, we open it twice a year. It's, it's too difficult for us to onboard people the whole time and we, we help people through the course so we sort of limit the numbers coming on. So at the moment it's not due to, uh, to launch until the spring. And it might be possible in the next week to get people on just because we've got ads open to people. Ah. Drop, drop us an email or contact through the website. That's good. And did you, did you say how long this is open for ads for authors? Did you mention when it closes? Three weeks. Three so weeks. whenever that is, Wednesday, three weeks time. And uh, it's now November 7th for anyone, those of you listening in the future, the podcast, etc. Um, so the month of, most of the month of November, this is going to be an option. So highly recommended. Well, James, um, I know you have a lot to do. There's, you're in Las Vegas, of course, and you're, there's tons of authors who I'm sure would love to be chatting you up right now. So I really appreciate you taking the time to, to come and, and chat with us today. It's been huge fun. Thank you so much for having me, Nathan. Yeah, and thanks so again for taking me flying during, the, uh, uh, during that, the autumn. That's right. We didn't mention that. Yeah, you were one of the, uh, the authors in airplanes. We've hardly our... mentioned flying, which is the only thing you and I really think about. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. Do more of that off the air and, and spare people, I guess. But uh, yeah, that would be fun. And I'm, I'm planning on doing um, authors and airplanes again this year. So if you're coming back for Nink, I'm not sure if you're planning to be back in, for Nink again next year. But if you are, we'll definitely go do some more flying. You know I'll be there, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Talk to you later, and uh, have, enjoy your time in Vegas. Thanks, Nathan. Bye. Bye.